Welcome to the MPPT Podcast, fitness tips to help busy dads reach their fitness goals distilled down into 10 to 15 minutes. This is episode 17, how busy dads can stay motivated to work out. So if you're a busy dad who wants to hear what it takes to achieve your fitness goals in the limited time available for exercise and working out, keep listening, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Chris Brown. I'm the owner of Muscle Performance Personal Training And today again, we have episode 17 for you, and we're going to discuss how busy dads can stay motivated to work out, which can often be tough either after long or stressful days of work, or just after more than a couple uh, weeks or months have passed since you've thought about and set your fitness goal, right? So let's dive in. All right, so... Between working, long days, being an all-star, you know, partner or husband and dad, sometimes working out can feel tough to get into, right? So I wanted to tackle this question to give you busy dads tips for what can help make looking forward to workouts a little easier, even on the tough days, right? Or said another way, um, make you feel more motivated to work out when you need that extra little push, right? And the end result, why should you care about this? Because the longer you can stay consistent with working out and with nutrition, the more likely you are to achieve your fitness goal, right? So number one or the first tip, the first part of this discussion, goal setting doesn't end at the beginning or at the start, right? Part of feeling motivated or feeling feeling like you want to do something is still being connected to and interested in the result you came up with when you started. But the tough thing is to keep this in mind beyond that initial period or beyond that initial time when you came up with and set that fitness goal. A couple of things that can help are, for example, making a note of your current fitness goal and why you would want to achieve that, right? Having both those parts somewhere easy for you to access, to look at, to review. It could be a note in your wallet, right? Like on a piece of paper or something, or one saved on your phone um, in the note app, something like that. And another another example here is to write or type uh, both of these things, right? Your current fitness goal and why you'd want to achieve that in the same place where you track your progress. So this could be something like an Excel spreadsheet or a similar spreadsheet type program if you do it that way, or it could be in a notebook um, if you prefer to use that method. But having both those things about your goal and why it's important to you um, written down or typed up in that same place is because regularly throughout your fitness journey while you you know aim to progress towards this goal, a great thing to do is to track progress right and see if you know if if the plan if your work it's and nutrition are having you progress towards a result or if anything needs to be adjusted but if you're looking at it regularly every week or every two weeks then you would also see your goal and why it's important to you there keeping it more present in your mind right so then instead of the goal being forgotten and it's like why am i doing this again i don't know if i want to work out i've had a long day instead of just thinking of the isolated workout that you don't want to do you're you know going to be a lot more likely to remember the goal you set initially and why that matters right and you can remember that oh yeah that still matters to me another thing i want to get to is to understand how motivation and skills are related 
So one aspect of motivation is tied to how skillful we perceive, perceive ourselves to be at something. So an easy way to illustrate this is to consider a few things you're good at or quite good at, right? A, do you enjoy doing them? And two, do you, and two, do you make time to do them, right? For at least some of them, you probably do make time to do them. And if you consider yourself quite good at them, you probably enjoy doing them. Conversely, think of things you are not good at. And then do you enjoy doing those? Do you go out of your way to do them? And chances are you don't unless there's some payoff to continue doing it. Okay? And working out and nutrition is the same way. You know, executing those things day in, day out effectively really is a skill or it's made up of multiple skills that we'll get into. But depending on your level of expertise, your perceived proficiency at any of the, the you know, the, the specific actions, like working out, like exercise technique, like feeling that your muscles are getting challenged, feeling like, you know, a, a push-up or a bench press exercise is working your chest muscles effectively that you can feel it, or your tricep muscles and your shoulder muscles, the muscles it hits, versus it not feeling that and you're just hoping it's working, right? So that's a skill, feeling the, the right muscles are getting challenged by the exercises. Cooking food or meal prepping, planning your meals and grocery shopping. Those are a few of the main uh, skills. Obviously, you can see or hear that there are several of them, but your, how motivated you feel to do those activities can definitely depend and is impacted by your, how skillful or how skilled you think you are at them. So moving on, let's get to these four basic stages where skills and motivation are tied in, okay? So the first or the, mo the bottom level, I guess, is unconscious incompetence, right? That's a skill we're incompetent at and we don't even know we're incompetent at it. Then the next level up is conscious incompetence. Now we're doing something and we're not very good at it, but, and we know we're not very good at it. That's this stage. Then the next one is you go into conscious competence. So now you see that you're getting good at it, right? You're, you're, you're skillful at it now. And then the last one, the next one up is unconscious competence, right? You can do it automatically and you're skilled at it. This fourth stage is usually things like what we do in our careers where we can do something very fast or like, we can do it almost automatically with very little um, conscious thought and thinking through. We just know how to get something done. That would be an example of that. So the practical point here is, you know, if you're working out or one of the nutrition skills that I mentioned, like meal planning for healthy meals or grocery shopping, that sort of thing. If you feel like you're kind of bad at it, it's likely that you're in the conscious incompetence stage. Right. And unfortunately, it sucks being in that stage because that's the one where all we feel is that we're not good at it. But the good news, the practical point here is that it's expected. Keep persevering through this stage. And then on the other side of that, after a period of time, you get to conscious competence. Where you know that now you're good at it. Right. And then it becomes more enjoyable due to, you know, the perceived competence. Okay. And this is where, when you're in that conscious incompetence stage, the one where it feels like you're, you know, you're not very good at it, even though we have to go through it, 
when we're doing new things or gaining new skills. One thing that can help is this is where a coach can help or someone you trust who you know has more experience than you because they can give you feedback on what you're experiencing and how maybe to adjust it, right? So as a coach, if someone's not feeling an exercise in the right place or or they don't feel their exercise technique is... Um, they might feel they might be wondering if if they're exercising safely for that exercise and that's where i can provide them feedback on yes it is this looks good this looks good or you know why don't you try this and i give them some feedback on what could make it a little bit more effective for them whatever they're looking for so getting that feedback is getting feedback from someone from somewhere is actually an important stage of conscious incompetence so that you're able to progress to the conscious competence stage, okay? So I know we're using kind of um, motivational science or psychology type type terms, but it's basically any skills um, that you're trying to build and working out and the various nutrition actions that are often needed to achieve a fitness goal, they fall under this, uh, this I guess, is some umbrella term of skills. We go through these stages. First, we don't even know we're bad at it. Then we know we're bad at it, which kind of sucks. And then we know we're good at it. We're getting good at it. We see the progress. And then the last one is, you know, you're so good at it, you just do it automatically, right? So we go through those four stages. And if you're in the conscious incompetence stage where you don't feel very good at it, it's expected. It's what we all go through, right? So try not to let that deter you. Just keep going on the plan, keep going with, you know, taking the actions and find someone, see who you can ask for some feedback to get your question answered so you can feel you're moving on the right path and that you're feeling like you're moving towards being competent or being skilled at it, okay? And then the last part of this episode, to be motivated to work out, to feel motivated to work out, it can help to think of your environment, So one aspect of this is planning, right? Planning the time in your schedule for your workouts, but also any nutrition things that you're going to be doing, like we mentioned, things like meal planning, cooking, etc. It's easier to stay motivated if you know it fits your schedule without conflicting with something else that you also want to get done, rather than just hoping you'll fit it in, right? So part of managing your environment is like managing your schedule and planning things to make them all fit other examples here are getting clothes out the night before if you work out early in the morning right you make it easier to just do the workout because your clothes are already out another example having a clean workout area right you guys are busy dads so like if you're working out at home for example you don't want to be spending additional time tidying up the workout area before you get started with your workout so making sure it's tidied up beforehand, the day before, the night before, so that you, when it's time to work out, you can just go in and get started, right? If you're going to a gym, you know, making the plan, putting it in your schedule to go to the gym right after work and building that as a regular habit instead of coming home and then going to work. And then also playing your favorite type of music during your workouts, that's also a way that you can manage your environment and set yourself up to feel motivated to work out, right? Is playing your favorite playlist or your favorite type of music during your workouts. 
and having that help motivate you to do it and make it enjoyable. Similarly, doing your favorite exercise or an exercise that you enjoy doing at the end of every workout. So if you're a busy dad and you want to you know, add some muscle to your shoulders, you want bigger arms, or you want, a, you want a strong core, even if it's a workout where you're doing mostly legs, for example, having some, you know, shoulder, having a, a shoulder exercise or a biceps exercise or a core exercise, depending on, you know, what you enjoy doing and what you want to focus on, having one of those in like every workout, knowing that you have something to look forward, an exercise to look forward to every workout can make it make you feel more motivated to do it because you have something you're looking forward to. Now, these are all just examples, um, examples of the, you know, the, the different ways we can kind of manage our environment um, to, to feel more motivated to work out. But the end goal here is that you're just trying to make it easier to stay consistent and get your workouts done. Do the nutrition things that you know will help lead to your uh, fitness goal being achieved doing those right and just being being consistent as consistent as possible right and showing up all right so that's today's uh that's today's episode uh in the midst of being busy with your career family and any other hobbies and interests you found yourself not looking forward to workouts this episode is for you i hope you've heard some actionable takeaways that can help reignite or keep the interest or motivation up even with everything else going on in your life so you can look forward to your workouts so you can get them done. Same thing with the nutrition side so that you can keep following through, following through on your plan and achieving your fitness goals, right? Even though you're busy, it can be done. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Amazon Music. Those are the platforms we're on. It helps me it helps me reach more busy dads just like you. So I want to thank you again for listening to this week's episode. Tune in again next week. Until then, this is Chris Brown, host of the MPPT podcast and owner of Muscle Performance Personal Training in Toronto, Canada, signing off. Take action and stay healthy. Bye.